and welcome to the Wright Constable and Skeen Client Spotlight. Today's guest is Kem Tolliver, President of Medical Revenue Cycle Specialists. Welcome, Kem. I am so happy to have you join us today. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Let's start with having you tell me about Medical Revenue Cycle Specialists. So yes, I am so excited to talk to you about the services that Medical Revenue Cycle provides to our stakeholders who are private practicing physicians, uh, health departments, and ambulatory hospital departments. We have been working very closely with these organizations to provide them with services and guidance like electronic health record and practice management services, that that really includes implementing this technology. We've also assisted practices with medical record documentation audits and process improvement plans, as well as a ton of training programs, some of which are CME accredited. We have actually had the privilege of starting over 30 medical practices within the past five to seven years. And that is an area that we really love because we get to provide that subject matter expertise from the ground up with a new physician practice. And with starting a new practice, we also help with insurance provider credentialing, payer contract scheduling, we also guide physicians in the processes of reviewing their insurance contracts, negotiating those contracts, analyzing their fee schedules, and assisting them with developing charge description masters. And then we kind of round out our services with providing assessments. So we also provide practice assessments as well as revenue cycle assessments. When we think about the services that MRCS provides, they're really provided in a holistic approach because as, as we all know, physician practices have so much on their plates. We really look to be that resource for them um, to provide them with some of the expertise that, that we've had and we've developed over the years. Wonderful. And speaking of over the years, you are almost coming up on your 10-year anniversary. You started the company in 2012. Can you tell me the story behind that? Oh my gosh. Okay. So, so Julie, I was actually a practice manager, or I should say a, a chief, a COO of a pulmonary care and intensive care physician practice when I started MRCS. I started it as a part-time thing that I would do on the side of my COO responsibilities, and the business kept picking up. I had a, a wonderful support system of the physicians that I worked with at the, the pulmonary and critical care organization. So when I started MRCS, we actually started off with providing guidance on HIPAA compliance, risk management, as well as revenue cycle improvement. And throughout the years, we really just kind of built our service line to really fit the needs uh, that, that I've identified over the years as being pain points for private practices. However, 
we, we did get our MBE certification in the state of Maryland a few years ago, which has really opened up the opportunities for us to provide guidance with health departments and local state uh, affiliated entities. And building on that, we were chatting earlier about some of the challenges and we were talking about electronic health records. Can you tell me more about how that's a challenge and how you handle it? Absolutely. You know, when when you think about electronic health records, there are so many benefits. So one of the biggest benefits is interoperability. And, And what that means is that many physicians or healthcare organizations are able to share information about one patient. Maryland is unique. We have a a health information exchange, CRISP. And what I think what's the benefit there is that CRISP allows for that integration directly within your EHR. So Maryland physicians are able to be alerted whenever their patients are admitted or discharged in a Maryland hospital, if they participate with CRISP. And all of that can happen real time within their EHR. Um, That's one of the benefits. Unfortunately, there are a lot of click-throughs and time that, that kind of take away from the physician and their ancillary staff. And one of the, the opportunities that we've uncovered is that we are able to map the individual organization's workflows to their specific EHR features. So I'll give you an example. Especially right now, folks are reaching out to patients to confirm appointments and ask questions in terms of like a COVID pre-check before patients come into the doctor's office. Well, we use technology now to assist with those with those calls. Rather than having someone make the reminder appointments, you can actually use your EHR's confirmation system that automatically sends out these these confirmations. That's that's an example of mapping the technology to the practices workflows. Obviously, that doesn't fit in every circumstance. However, if we break down all of the workflows within a private practice, there are so many opportunities to automate, and that's really where the optimization of EHRs occurs. That's really interesting. Yeah. I saw on your website that you have an MGMA better performing practice distinction. Now, what goes into earning that? Great question. So first of all, let me just say that as a leader in healthcare, it's so vital to have access to real information, accredited information. And I always look for the most competent and resourceful links that will help me with the information that I need. And MGMA is definitely one of those links, one of those resources. There are many others based on your 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 particular needs, the specialty that you are are working in. And for that particular distinction, it really boils down to the management of accounts receivable. And accounts receivable is 
funds that are owed to a physician by an insurance company or even by patients after services have been rendered. Uh, so we use our revenue cycle assessment to uncover those areas of opportunity within a medical practice that may have contributed to a denial pattern for a specific insurance company. Working that AR, putting in place processes that prevent denials, really kind of tying in revenue integrity strategies helps the practices that we work with obtain that distinction. That's fantastic. And speaking of fantastic, last year, you actually published a book. It was Revenue Cycle Management, Don't Get Lost in the Financial Maze. Tell me more. Oh my gosh, Julie, this is one of the crowning achievements of my career. I can definitely say that. Revenue Cycle Management, Don't Get Lost in the Financial Maze was definitely a labor of love between myself and my co-author, Taya Moheiser. And this book was published by MGMA. And publishing it was, was a really pivotal moment for, for the healthcare industry because there are so many challenges to understanding revenue cycle, which really starts at the first point of communication when a patient is making an appointment and it ends after that patient's account is resolved. There's so many facets that go into revenue cycle management. We've outlined all of those facets within this book. We have knowledge checks within this book. And then we've actually taken it a step further and collaborated with MGMA to develop a revenue cycle management certificate program that is based on this book. So there's a lot of really great information that really helps the reader understand key components of the revenue cycle foundational information that is going to be very helpful for analyzing and improving a practices and an organization's revenue cycle, as well as some really great tips and tricks that Taya and I have learned throughout our careers. I love it. Something good to come out of 2020. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and speaking of 2020, I have to ask, how has COVID affected your day-to-day? Wow. So when I think about how COVID affected our day-to-day, let me start with our internal team. We take the health and safety of our team very seriously. And we do a lot of on-site work and consultation with our physicians, our clients. So what we've done is we've put safety measures in place, such as having PPE, double masking, hand washing, temperature checks, you name it, to make sure that if our staff is going to be on site with our clients within their doctor's offices, that we're not bringing any harm to them and that we're not taking any harm back to our families. We've also moved to a virtual work environment, which has been a very seamless process for us uh, because we we have a ton of technology that we use to support our clients already. And we've just kind of, you know, formatted that, that technology to allow us to, to work seamlessly with our physicians. Now, on the, on, I'd say on the business side, COVID really did not put a dent in our volume. I, I would say that our volume has actually increased a bit. 
because we have really been on the front lines of doing so much to support our clients. And, and some of the work that we've done to support our clients locally and nationally have been to stay on top of all of the, the waivers and the updates and regulations related to COVID-19, related to telehealth services, related to medical record documentation and coding and compliance. And we have developed a ton of webinars and virtual learning experiences for our local and national clients. The other thing that we've done this year is we've collaborated with the Prince George's County Health Department to develop some software technology that would allow them to do care coordination and telehealth services remotely for their prevention link program. The other significant outcome that I think has come out of COVID-19 is that we're working with a local accountable care organization to provide services for case management for our particular DC Medicaid MCOs beneficiaries to provide them with care coordination so that we can decrease hospital readmissions and decrease the acuity of patients going into the emergency rooms, which obviously puts a lot of stress on an already stressed healthcare system. Absolutely. And Kim, for my last question today, I always like to ask, what do you find most rewarding about working at your company? Well, you know, I have a great boss. Her name is Pat Berg. Um, <laughs> Pat's, Pat's our office manager, but she's also my boss. You know, I love working with the team that we have. I am very passionate about providing consultative guidance to physicians and their, their staff. I volunteer a ton of my time um, doing that. I, I've volunteered in the Maryland General Assembly on a number of healthcare legislative initiatives. I have also volunteered as the president of a local chapter of a American Academy of Professional Coders. Um, I've sat on hospital boards and I've also you know, sat on boards for, for local and, and national medical associations. So I, I would say that I'm very passionate, as, as is the rest of my team, for, for making sure that the providers that we have the opportunity and the privilege to work with have all the resources that they need at their disposal to provide excellent quality care. This is our contribution. We're, we're very proud of the work that we do. We absolutely love our clients. We have so many repeat clients. And I, I think it's really just an honor to, to be of service to, to folks who are serving others. Well, this was great. And I really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you today. Thank you so much for joining me on the Right Constable and Skeen Spotlight. Thanks for having me. 